Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life. Because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. That is true, people. Whether you believe it or not, it's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with award-winning, best-selling authors across the genres. Bernard McClaverty, my conversation with the wonderful Irish novelist, short story writer, playwright, librettist, <laughs> screenwriter. Oh, he's a funny guy, interesting guy, and a lot of cool things to say about writing. That's all up there right now. And I got a, ooh, I got a good one. I'm not going to tell you about it yet, but I got a good one for next month. Ooh, she is interesting. What a strange route she took to writing. Well, I, can't, I won't say any more than that. You'll just have to look forward to it. That's all over at authormagazine.org, and we are funded by the fabulous people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They have been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955, and it doesn't matter. If you don't live in the Pacific Northwest, you can benefit from everything they offer because, of course, now, now, everything is virtual. I mean, we're going to be doing a conference in uh, September. It won't be virtual. That's the plan. But so much of what they offer is, so it doesn't matter where you are. You can benefit from their classes, their monthly meetings, their advice. Yeah, go check it out at Author Magazine. Uh, no, at pnwa.org. That's right, yeah. Okay, not a lot happening with me right now. Uh, I do have, I don't know, if you subscribe to Writer's Digest Magazine or if you just want to pick it up in a bookstore. I've got an article in there, this current issue about uh, memoir, personal essay, and self-help, and how they're related. Um, it's a good article, actually. I'm happy with it. And uh, maybe you are memoirs might be helpful for. You. Anyway, check it out if you want. Writers Digest, good people, quite like working with them. And uh, well, got a good one today for you. Self-starter, self-starter, Elizabeth Conti. Yes, she is a women's fiction writer, creating, in her words. Beauty for the Mind. She's a writer of poetry, short stories, and novels with her debut book, Finding Jane, releasing very, very soon. Uh, Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after, but very soon. Her short stories are featured in anthologies, The Truths That Can't Be Told, Let's Begin Again, and Free Spirit. Poetry and other writings have also been published in the Pangolin, Pangolin? I think Pangolin Review, Plato's Cave, Lost Coast Review, Lake Forest Writers Roundtable, Sad Girls Club Lit, Pen Writers, WritersFairyTale.com, Industry News for Women's Fiction Writers Association, and OCWriters.com. And she's with us now. Elizabeth, how you doing? Yes, I'm doing great. Thanks. Yeah, well, we talked you're in publishing hell at the moment, but it's going to, you know, <laughs> let's not even talk about it. It's just a lot of boring, gritty details that will all work themselves out. And will be it's making forgotten. me stronger. That's, That's what it does. I, I like your attitude. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking uh, before the show a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and you're speaking from the comfy confines of Orange County, but you grew up in L.A. Yep. And um, when you were growing up in L.A., did you want to be a writer when you were just a little girl, just a teenager? Um. Just a, what was the plan? <laughs> 
I think my plan was, um, I think I wanted to be a dress designer when I was a little girl. But ah, my, father, right. my father was a teacher, and he was a big reader, and so was my mom. Yeah. And, and he, he used to tutor kids in his garage. So my dad's garage Ooh. was lined with books. So ever since uh-huh. we were very little, we had tons of books. And we yeah. had a huge, huge dictionary that he kept on a podium. And, Ooh, you know, yeah. anytime we didn't know a word, we never, you know, no, nobody ever told us what the word meant. We'd have to go and look it up. Wow. And so uh, we just became <laughs> big readers and big writers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then um, it was only until I got older when I, I always wrote. I wrote a lot. Um, but wait, wait, wait. When you say you wrote yeah. a lot, did you write letters, journal? Were you writing poetry? Uh, were you actually I like, what probably, were you doing? I, I wrote letter, a lot of letters. I wrote okay. uh, journals. Um, I wrote for work things. In fact, yeah. I, I worked for a corporate company in the days that computers were very new. You used to have to put coding in. And yeah. I would write memos to everybody. And my bosses would say, Elizabeth, could you narrow it down just a few words? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you <laughs> see. We get the point. You, so, were, um, you, were already, you were already like wanting to stretch your fiction writing wings. Yeah. yeah. So, and so, and okay, then, so you were always writing something. Um, always writing something, but always reading. I think the key to very good writers is that you read, and you read a lot. And I'm not saying that you have to read the great classics, which always uh-uh. help. But I think reading in general, re- whether you are interested in history or sci-fi or comics or the newspaper, reading helps expand your mind, and it grows your vocabulary, and you get to know writing really well. Yeah. Yeah, you also it, – it sort of teaches you the rhythm of what a story is. Mm-hmm. It always surprises me when I get students and I, I'm teaching, I have to teach them some very basic stuff about writing. Cause I feel like, have you read a book? Like, do you know what, like, have you seen what quotation marks look like? <laughs> no. It's always, it always kind of surprises me that like certain fundamentals just they, they just, you know, they were reading it, but they just weren't paying attention to that aspect of it. I guess. But cause it wasn't exciting. I, I noted when my kids were little, the books they were all reading were very, very sad so they weren't like something they wanted mm. to rush to and read or um, just kind of over their heads a little maybe too You mean this were assigned to them? You mean like yes. assigned to them? It's, yeah. Right. Even in the summer, they had to read these really <sighs> depressing stories. Yeah, and like, I know. You know. Can't they just read something fun? And that's no. what we no. did as kids. We just read. Yeah. Yeah. I did, as did I. I read more mm-hmm. on my own than what was assigned to me in school because that's the way I was, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. when you were right, reading – what what floated your boat? Like what what was the first books that like you just couldn't put down? You were like, God, I want to. You finish a book and you want to pick up another one. Um, you know, you're gonna laugh. I don't know if anybody knows these books, but please do not laugh at me. My oh, mother used to read <laughs> these <laughs> these Victorian novels by uh, uh, Victoria Holt, and I that wasn't oh. that was her writer name. Yeah. And my mother used to have them stacked in, in the um, hallway. So, we, yeah. you know, I would just read one right after the other, after the other. And How old were I you heard. when you were re- – like, were these oh. were like kind of – were these like bodice ripper type things? No, no. My mother was not – no, these are just like really pretty romantic Victorian right. novels. Right. You know, we would, we would never have trash in the house. <laughs> right. Never. And you like – and you were like – and you loved this. This, this – I this, did. Yeah. They were fun and imagine. Now I'm a, I'm one of six kids, right. so w- w- you had to find something to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, reading yeah. was one of those things, you know. And I just kept on reading. So yeah, I guess um, I I know that sounds really silly, and I hate to say it, but I grew up on those Victoria Holt no. Victorian novels. 
You know what? But you like mm-hmm. them. I and love so them. I, it's so important, I think, to say, God, I like this, to recognize what you like, validate mm-hmm. it, don't question it, and, uh, and go try to find more of it. Yeah, uh, and then my dad I, read a lot of sci-fi, and I read a lot of sci-fi stuff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, so, you, were, you were steeped in the genres. I, I was, actually. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because a, a gentleman said, uh, one of my friend's husband said, oh, I think I might read your book. And I'm like, it's women's fiction. He goes, well, it's not sci-fi, but I might read it. And I go, well, surprisingly <laughs> enough, my book has sci-fi, paranormal, mysticism, uh, romance, <laughs> literary work. So <laughs> you'll find something in there. <laughs> So, all right. So you're working. So you, so you, you go to college. Sounds like uh, mm-hmm. you got some kids. So it sounds like you started a family. Sort of mm-hmm. did that thing, and you were working a professional, working a job out in the corporate mm-hmm. world somewhere. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you want to tell us what that was? Do you care? Uh yeah, sure. No, because it comes. It, it's a big part of my writing. I worked uh-huh. in the fashion industry, Los Angeles. Oh, I worked in the fashion oh. industry for years. Um, right. And then I worked in, um, well, I worked for like Phillips Van Hughes Incorporation. Um, as What's one that? Big, what? And then the Phillips Van Hughes Incorporation, men's clothing. Oh, okay. Oh, so you were making <laughs> stuff TVA. for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, good. Stuff for you. Um, and then I, I moved into marketing when I worked in for Mattel. So I worked for Barbie Consumer Products. Oh, you worked for Mattel. Oh, I so did. You did marketing. So you were yeah. selling to all our little kids. <laughs> well, I was selling the stuff that would be sold to all the kids. I was, I I was doing all the marketing behind the scenes. I um, okay. So I was always in this fashion, very creative, you know, world, so to speak. And then I moved when I started having kids. I stopped working in the corporate world, and I started doing garden design, and then I moved into interior design because I really love. Right. You're so you're so flexible. You're so like you just you're not gonna you're just gonna put the thing down. You're gonna and you're gonna succeed at whatever it is. Yeah, like, that, I, I, like that's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, and I really love being creative and just kind of everything yeah. moved into the creative flow. So, so my book really reflects all of that knowledge from you know, yeah. um, you know, architecture and design and clothing because I really do describe clothing and fabrics and the feel of it and it's just the world that I love to live in. So I brought that all into uh, to all that's my writings great. and all my books. Yeah. yeah. That's what you got to do. And so, but so you start, it sounds like you start writing at some point, you start writing like sort of formally, like trying to finish things and send them in to get published and that sort of thing. When did that happen? Well, you know, it was, it was about nine years ago. I, I read a lot and I just couldn't find what I love to read. I just, I, I picked up so many books and then I wouldn't finish them. And I hate that. I like to finish a book and feel good about it. And I just right. couldn't get there. And I was like, gosh, there's not, there's not something that I want to read. And I've had, you know, I always loved writing and I've had some stories in my head and I thought, well, I'm just going to start writing the stories that I want to read. Good. That's what I did. So I yeah. kind of um, explored what it is I, I, I was not getting out of books. And uh, as you and I have spoken, yeah. I really love romanticism literature of the 19th century and that movement right. and because it did yeah. entail individualism and nature and emotional depth and i yeah. just wasn't getting that in in literature today so i that's what i write um that's what i'm bringing to the table is this idea of romanticism but i'm i'm also 
I really, really love literary works, and I like to read history, psychology, philosophy, um, you know, science. I'm, I'm not, I don't like simple things, and I'm not trying to put down any other genre. It's just that right. my mind needs, like, I need the dots to connect, and I need it to make sense, and I need, it, I need to take leaps and not be told everything. I don't like watching a movie in front of me or a television show when I'm reading. And right. again, that's not what I was finding in literature. It was all really quick, fast-paced, get to the point, and it tells you what's happening in the beginning, and, and then it rushes through, and that's not how I like to read. So right. my books, I wanted to write books that were more lower-paced, I guess, more involved, more in-depth, that makes you think it's not in your face, but there's layers. You can, you can read it really fast and get a layer, and then you have these other layers. And that's what I love about 19th century literature. And I always say I want to bring 19th century literature to the 21st century woman. Nobody's picking yeah. up a 19th century book anymore because they're, it's a lot. It's hard well, to read. <laughs> it is. It's, it's really, I mean, a, a shift happened in the early 20s and we weren't mm-hmm. going back, you know, and that's Mm-mm. okay. I mean, but. Um, but it brought different you, literature. Hit, what's that? It brought different kinds of literature, which we it, can Well, appreciate. it just also changed. It just, it just got to the point a little bit more. And that's, okay. you know, that's the way storytelling yeah. changed. I, I once, I remember I was interviewing a uh, writer, I can't remember his name, and he was talking about, he said, watch films from the 70s. If somebody had go, was going up the stairs, they would show you walking all the way up the stairs. And uh-huh. at some point, someone said, what if we show them taking the first step and then cut to the last step? Like, we don't actually need to see them walking all the way. So, you know, there, I think we, there were some discoveries made. But I wanted to go back Something mm-hmm. you said, which is kind of interesting, mm-hmm. which is to differentiate. We're getting a little, getting a little technical here, but it's fun between ro- romanticism of the mm-hmm. 19th century and what we call romance fiction. Because when people think of fiction and romance, it usually means nothing wrong. I got, hey, some of my best friends are Harlequin romance writers, but it's, <laughs> right, right. it's different than what you're actually talking about when you say romanticism. Because mm-hmm. I think of Yeats, and I actually think of Beethoven a little bit, and I think of. Uh, um, William Butler. No, yeah, no. Oh, who's a tiger, tiger, burning bright? God almighty, I'm blanking. Um, oh, Blake, don't ask Blake, me. Blake, Blake, oh, Blake, yeah, Blake, okay. Blake. <laughs> anyway, so is that, and, and so that's, the, you're, that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm, correct. A little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that's, that's so romance has a definite, and, and I, uh, going back to just being, you know, trying to get into traditional publishing houses, my manuscript yeah. got accepted in a lot of places. They wanted to read it. They loved it. But every time they'd write me back and go, this is romance. You don't fit into our genre. Right, you don't fit into right. the box. We don't know where to put right. you. And I'm like, right. well, I know people want this, but there's no box for it. Even if I went into a bookstore, where would you go? I want the romanticism section. I want right. literary fiction. They'd be, what? So, so that's the problem. It's kind of I, I, it's been out there. I'm not introducing anything new. I think I just want to reintroduce it into yeah. the book world. And I think there are readers out there that are looking for that. But romance is is a very um, it, it's it, there's definitely a pattern to a romance book. You have sure. two characters. They meet. They fall in love. Something happens. They try to get back together. They try to resolve a problem, and then there's a happy ending. Period. Right? Quick, right. quick, done, done. There's an adventure. Of course, my gardener has to come. Uh, I was wondering what that was. Uh, this is the beauty of. Oh my gosh, and I can't even tell him live. to stop. All right, well. Live so radio. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so my book is not romance at all. It it it's very romantic. Don't get me wrong. And, and it's romantic. It's very romantic, and I say it's very classic of a Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth Bennet. 
kind of romance. Right, right. Um, Mr. Rochester and Jane in Jane Eyre. Right. Um, that very uh, long, slow burn, getting to know each other, falling in love with who they are, not because they're hot and heavy for each other. <laughs> um, right. And, it, and there's lots of things going on. And there's, there's this, again, um, individualism that's going on, these, these life stories about them, about their worlds that aren't just about the, the plot. And I think romance and I, I correct me if it's wrong it's, it's really about the plot the story well, between, yeah i mean well listen uh, i'm not i'm not going there i'm not going there because <laughs> i oh i, I don't I, want to offend because i read them yeah, so, <laughs> i think it all depends you know i it, you'd have to talk to the writer some of them say it's about the plot some say no it's all driven by the character so i don't want to say everyone's a little different uh, but so yours but you, but so your so you so you you've created this this sort of between genre thing, and so you can't find a publisher. You say, you know what? Instead of just instead of just saying I'm going to alter it to fit these boxes, no, 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 you're not doing that. So you're actually going to go create your own. You're going to go it alone. Which you know, I was thinking about it, Elizabeth, and it's always mm-hmm. like I feel like writing a book is a lot of work. And I feel like deciding to start your own publishing company to publish that book is like let me let me triple my work now. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. What you said, but no, you got all the energy for it and now uh, you've got the right spirit. And so that's what you decided to do. What's the name of the company? It's called Jane Wright's Press. Yep. And it's for right. upmarket women's fiction and more. Yeah. I want to really coin the term literary romance. Got it. I and like I it. love literary works, and I want to. I want to. You know what? I did have some beta readers for my book, and some people absolutely love the scenery and me all the descriptions that I have. And other people are like, I could get through that. I just want to get to the romance part. Right, but that's the right. whole point: is that I'm bringing in prose, and I think that's what di- differentiates romanticism to romance. It's it's really about the prose, got it, as well as the romantic scene that's going on, or the or the storyline, the plot that's going on. So. Um, so, I love it. I want to read it. I hope other people want to read that as well. Of course they do. I think you got to write what you want to read. You did exactly the right thing. This is the way to mm-hmm. do it. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. Everybody I know who's having any success does as well. So good for you. And so, but so you're publishing your book, but you obviously it's your ambition not just to publish your own work, but to to start publishing other people's. Is that really you really want to do that? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Seriously. I, no. <laughs> Okay. No, I because I can't be the only person out there, and I know how difficult the well, publishing find industry out. is. <laughs> no, you're not the only person. My God. Okay. I know. Um, no, the publishing industry is really difficult for a lot of writers, and there are some great writers out there that are, are not getting noticed or aren't getting the opportunity to be read. And that's what's so lovely about this industry today is the publishing industry and the self-publishing um, venue for people is that we do get to find our audience and get to them. Yeah. It just takes yeah. a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. Uh, it does. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm published by a traditional publisher and they do a lot of things for me that I just like mm-hmm. don't have to do it. Really. I know. Not to ru- I'm not rubbing it in. I'm just saying like, I don't <laughs> want to do it. I know, like I know people who, who are independently published and doing very well, very well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and really love it. And they are all the kind of people who are like, I want to build my own house and pick out every doorknob and every pit of carpet. And mm-hmm. like, I want that's someone me. to, yeah, no, no. That's no. who I am. That's my, no. my artistic style. And I have traditionally published friends and, and they look at me and go, Oh, I would never do that. I don't no. want to do that. It's, no. That's a headache. Yeah. But I love yeah. it. I love see, having good. control. That, see, and yeah. Maybe, 
Maybe that's why you didn't. You know what? Here's what I'm going to say, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. That's why you didn't find a publisher. Not because mm-hmm. you couldn't fit, but because in your heart, you wanted just to do it yourself. You just felt mm-hmm. maybe some part of your subconscious thought, I could do a better job myself. I think well, I'd be happier always, doing it myself. I've always thought out the box, out of the box. Yeah. And I have to tell you, even in my design world, I when I was looking for furniture, I couldn't find what was in my head. I'm like, I'm this is what I want. Oh, I would have to have furniture made because I would I would find it. Oh, you're one. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I I have that mind. It's like I want what I want, and and I can't find it, so I'll create it. Now I have That's to tell great. you, in any successful business in the corporate world, it was always the people that thought outside the box. Of course. That were highly of course. successful. Of course. I was just listening so to. Sore. <laughs> well, of course. I was just listening to Oprah Winfrey talk about her rise and how she was doing one kind of thing and she really didn't like it was much more sort of Maury Povich like and Mm -hmm. she was like oh I can't do that and she talked about having some members of the KKK on and she realized how that was you know even though she was sort of trying to expose them how that wasn't and she was like she started drawing the line say we're not going to do this we're not going to do that and her producers were like well what are we going to do you know it's not scandalous and so Mm -hmm. she really said no we're going to do it this other way and I think that you got to be true to yourself and every time you so many people just say, do what's been done. People like you, Elizabeth, have a vision. A vision. Are you going to work? Have to work for it. But it's Doing a visionary. Doing what's done is safe. It's, it's good. You have an audience. Yeah. And, and you know that they're out there. Yeah. But there's also other people out there. I think that's the whole idea of diversity, isn't it? That you always yes. have this set standard. But yet there's all these other people outside of the box, outside of your norms. That's right. And why aren't we honoring them? Why aren't we noticing them? Why aren't we, wow. we picking out these people that have different ideas, different ways of living, different thoughts? Why are we only, you know, looking at white bread? Well, because everybody just, you know, you know why? I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Survival. People, mm-hmm. People's fear of death <laughs> permeates their every choice. Death physically <laughs> or the fear of failure that is death to the ego and so they want to do what's safe it's very understandable that's, uh-huh. that's that's what it is and so you got it but you got to be willing to just take a little chance and so that's why there's people like you who say no i'm going to do it and and so and so now you're gearing up it's a lot of work and so like let me so i don't know is it too early for this but if someone said i got a book like that i do i do how what do they do do they send it to you what how, what's the deal no, I would, you know what, I, they can go to my website, which is elizabethconti.com, but I, there is uh-huh. a site that's janewritespress.com, yep. real easy, yep. janewritespress.com, and I do have a tab for submissions, and write Good. me a query. Let me see there what you we go. can do. Oh, you're going to be on the list. Now, I would suspect that your time in the corporate world, working mm-hmm. as a publicist in publicity, this has got to help you now. Right, you're not. A, you're I sure not hope total, so. You're not totally wet behind the ears, right? No. So, no. so you are you kind of looking forward to to flexing those old muscles? Oh well, I've been flexing them this whole time. It's sales and marketing. It always comes down to sales and marketing, management, sales and marketing. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the flaws of many writers is that they they are in the creative mode. And I sure. tell everybody who's going to write, I go, you have to be a business if you're going to succeed, and that takes a business plan, and then, then they start, yeah. their head starts spinning up what that entails. Sure. Well, they didn't get into this to have a business. That's not, that's not, they try. they don't, that's, for some of them, it's an, they, it's an easy shift, you know, mm-hmm. because they're just sharing the thing they love. But for a lot of them, it's very confusing and in, intimidating and depressing. 
quite frankly. You're, <laughs> even with a traditional publisher, you have oh, yeah. to be a business. Oh, yeah. You have to yeah. sell and market and manage yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's, you know, those oh, skills yeah. are going to be needed. And I, I know people, and they go, I don't want to do that. But if you're going to succeed, you're going to have to learn the basics. Here's, here's how to tell them how to do it. Here's my advice. As you say, your book is a conversation that you're having. So th- go have the conversation. You know, you want to talk about your co- book is a conversation about romanticism, which is the individual and feeling and love and the emotional connection to life and the layered, complex relationship. That's the conversation you want to have. Other people mm-hmm. want to have conversations about mutant ninja turtles. Other people right. want to have conversations about, you know, there's all different kinds of conversations to have. And that's, I think, less intimidating to people when they see it as like, this is what you are offering people. And mm-hmm. then it's, does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Nice way to put it. Yeah, you want to make it friendly to these poor people. <laughs> you know, they're just, they're just not, they're not all wired like you, Elizabeth. <laughs> you know, this is just, they just want to go home and drink their tea and write their stories. And, and write like, their that's stories. It. Yeah, that's it. My, my, my writer's group asked me how much time I was putting into marketing prior to this book. And I said, yeah. well, I'm working about 8 to 12 hours a day. And they all just rolled their eyes and went, what? I just want to oh, write. My. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Well, you know, that's why I, you know, I doing the kind of books I do, I'm expected to do a lot of the sales. Because nonfiction, they really want you to have a platform and all that. But yeah. my platform, in my case, like the platform is just talking to people like you, Elizabeth. You see, this is part of my platform. I just like doing it. And yeah. uh, theoretically, I guess it sells books. So, uh, all right. So it's coming out. Uh, you're not nervous, are you? Are you what are you? How do you feel right on the eve of its publication? I feel exhilarated, but I also know that there's so much more to do. And then I have to start yeah. the next book, which I've already written. Yes, you I do. Just have to edit it. And and Good. so I think I'm telling myself, well, you give yourself a week to start writing again. But that's the thing about a writer. You know, you introduced me with having all these other things. I mean, not only am I writing a book, I'm writing short stories and submitting those. I'm writing poetry yeah. and submitting those. And that's all submission process uh, yeah. and finding out what's going on. Who do you write to? Right. Those are letters. Those are query letters for everything you do. And you have to keep yep. it going. It's an ongoing calendar. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm kind of crazy, aren't I? <laughs> well, I think, but it sounds like you're having fun, I think, or maybe you're just really no, covering your pain, really, Elizabeth. I don't know. But you sound like you're having fun. I'm having a great time. I just, I don't know if I told you this, but my mother had dementia and I had to take care of her for the last three years. She passed away almost two years ago. So I'm coming out of um, a hiatus. I I literally Uh, had to stop all writing. Right. And when she passed away, I kind of gave myself permission. I'm going to go, I'm going to start again. So I started the following year just like going, I'm going to do this. And that's when I started getting all the publications and writing. So I guess I have a a rejuvenation or a wing behind my sails of like, I'm going to go do this. I have, I want to do it because I had to take off some time. Sure. You know, to take care of her. And um, so it's, I've got that energy back. I don't know how long it'll last. Oh, uh, well, it, you get some. You got this is momentum now. You know, mm-hmm. people will start reading your book and writing reviews, and they'll say kind things and they'll say awful things. <laughs> that's what people are like. But it'll give you, it'll give you, it'll give you some energy to write the next one. I hope it does. You know, it's yeah. fun. Joy. What Shakespeare said: Joy's soul lies in the doing, and I think mm-hmm. it's true. I think Very the true. old. Old shake a stick was right. Okay, so uh, all right, so they can go to Jane Wright's 
Press or mm-hmm. ElizabethConti.com if they're just interested in you. And Correct. oh, you could, maybe. And will you? I know the answer, but will you be zooming into people's living rooms to share in their Chardonnay and goat cheese to talk to them for book groups? Is that something? <laughs> You'd be I willing am to do? going to do that. In fact, tonight or at four o'clock today, I'm doing a Zoom meeting for people to meet me. But I Woo-hoo. do plan on doing Zoom meetings on a regular basis, and also I would love to do Zoom book clubs. Who who doesn't want yeah. to be there when people tell you you're fabulous? Yo, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this is a book club book. You could do that, and and maybe yeah. even a live event. You know, come on. We, at some point, I'm hoping the world will open up. It's starting to, I mean, here in Washington, we just said we can, if you want, you can take your mask off. No one is, but you can can if you want. (laughs) Well, if you people are. And I'm so much better live, so I would really love to do live events. Yeah, you will. You will. It'll happen. Uh, All right. So if people want to find you, it's janewritespress.com. It's it's elizabethconti.com. It's all good. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Now now I got a question for you, Elizabeth. Uh I want you to do. (laughs) <laughs> what I want you to do is I want you to finish this sentence. Uh-oh. Ready? If writing, uh-huh. all the writing you've done your whole long life has taught you anything, it's taught you what? To observe. To observe. Without judgment? I observe more. Without <laughs> yeah. judgment. No, I just, I, yeah. I, I notice I observe when people tell me names or when I'm talking yeah. to somebody, their emotions. Yeah. Or um, like the colors of things outside. I'm like, how would I describe that color? Right. My brain starts. My brain has started doing things like that Good. because I want to. Good. I want to obtain the world around me and be able to spit it back to other people. But those little nuances about how somebody serves you or what their job is. Right. Yeah. Um, so they can just build that character. Those characters for me. So yeah, observing. I like it. I like it, Elizabeth. Good for you. Keep observing. Keep writing. Thank you. Keep being your awesome self. And well, thank things you. will just keep getting better. All right, Elizabeth, good luck with the book and, and your new ventures. It should be, it oh, should be a lot you. of fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's good to have you. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, yes. Observe. Observe. Yes, it reminds me of old James Joyce. He thought that the, the, the proper perspective uh, for the author is beholding. Behold the world. Don't don't crave it. Don't run from it. Behold it. Oh, yes, he was right. I think so. No judgment. All right. Listen, that was fun, wasn't it? Uh, I got a good one next week. I think that's going to be Susan Shapiro. Uh, I've already recorded that one. She's a real cool woman. Oh, we had a good conversation about, I think she's next week. Whatever. It'll be somebody. I uh, want to thank my producer, R.J. Jeffries. And to all of you out there, thanks for listening in. And uh, go find something you love to do and then just do it. Well, we'll yeah, do it. <laughs>